Are you looking for senior care for your mom or dad but don't know where to start? Hi, I'm Jen London with The Place for Mom. Nobody knows your parent or loved one better than you, and nobody knows senior living better than the experts at A Place for Mom. They've helped thousands of families find the right place for their mom or dad. I was so glad that I called A Place for Mom. My advisor really listened and was truly my partner in finding senior care for my dad. She went out of her way to get to know him as a person and was always there whenever I had a question. The senior living advisors at A Place for Mom partner with thousands of families every month, listening and offering local knowledge and advice to help find the best senior living communities across the country. And it's a free service. Here's the number. Call A Place for Mom at 1-800-370-2715. There's a place for answers, A Place for Mom. Call today. Call A Place for Mom at 1-800-370-2715. That's 1-800-370-2715. is a live copyrighted presentation ladies and gentlemen it's time now for radiolawtalk.com with your host frederick penny attorney at law and now radiolawtalk.com welcome this february 22nd 2020 to radio law talk we are excited to have you here. This is the most exciting, entertaining, and as we always say, sometimes informative show on earth, other than the alien shows, which we love, uh, late at night, driving through Nevada in a storm while your car is breaking down and uh, seeing little lights flying down from the top above you. That is the best time to listen to the alien shows and maybe sometimes our show. Remember, we're talking about general topics of law. All we're, we're discussing is mainly allegations. Remember, your people are, are innocent until proven guilty. If you want to call us, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at radiolawtalk.com. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with Denise Dirks and Todd Kunin behind with, with, the mic. With who? Yeah, I know. I just I, I don't think that, that person I, is there. I thought I, we had a guest on today. No, I, this, I'm just this, saying it. This person seated across from me, I, I don't recognize it. It's been so long. I just said the <laughs> name, just in case that, that figure that I'm looking at. Is not a ghost. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. I'm just saying the well, name. Well, you did just talk about alien shows, so you oh, never know. Oh, that's something true. Transported down. Yes. It's, is it a no, hologram? No, guys, I'm really here. Okay. Uh, I'm oh, really oh, here. She's I, here. I hear a voice. And yes, I, I'm. I'm not. I'm in the person. You don't have to wow. talk in the third person. Wow. Denise, not an apparition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. So anyway, we <laughs> we're intelligent hosts here. Look, look, Cal. Anything more than one syllable. Don't bring up, okay? We don't understand it. Not a ghost. Okay, there we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> well, again, we're going to have an interesting day. Uh, Denise has missed out on some uh, fun radio law talk uh, discussions. Oh, I, I heard him. I know, but over Weinstein, and we're going to hear probably, I thought it would be the last of it you would hear this week, but no, the jury is still out deliberating. We're going to talk about the most interesting and latest twists in the Weinstein case and give you a lawyer's perspective of what kind of is going on in the courtroom and really behind the scenes in the jury room. Uh, we're going to talk about Bloomberg's uh, debate issue, apparently about non-disclosure agreements, NDAs. There's something we got to discuss there about that. 
Um, it's really interesting. Uh, again, we're going to throw a lawyer's perspective on what's going on. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's see. Sotomayor. Let's see. Just just what Friday was it? Yeah. A five-four mm-hmm. decision, and Sotomayor in her dissent is very interesting to see what she says in her dissent. That's more interesting than anything. Throwing down. Throwing down the Trump card (laughs) in her dissent. So uh, it's very interesting how she basically blasts the conservatives uh, and saying that uh, they're basically uh, biased toward Trump's to some degree. We're going to discuss that. That's very interesting how she came across that way because it was split down 5-4 conservative and liberal, basically. The, I mean, you can't say that, oh, that's well, they're not supposed to be that way. Well, okay, come on. I mean, that's that's the way they generally vote. Yeah. And, and But this is probably one of the first times it kind of went uh, the opposite. Roger Stone, we're going to talk about that. Uh, and then who's paying $113 million uh, polluting drinking water in Michigan bill. Again, it's uh, these are allegations, and it was a settlement. So uh, usually there's a there's a document they sign called a general release, which they don't admit or deny stuff. But uh, we're going to talk about that. And there's so many more things we can discuss. But that's just probably going to fill our first five minutes. Could be. Could maybe be. ten minutes. I think. But before we do all that, everyone loves one thing and one thing only. They care about only one thing. And that is case. Now it's time to play or no case, case or no case. Yay! And I thought it was another alien case, but it's not. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take you now to the fertile Central Valley of Southern of California, where a a a Bullard, the city of Bullard, California, a high school board member upset a cheerleader. <gasps> Terry Sciatic went to cheer practice unsuccessfully sought a restraining order against Fresno Unified Trustee Terry Terry Slatic is his name, I'm sorry, I said Static, it's Slatic, in July because he addressed a meeting of Bullard's cheerleaders at a summer training session. Slatic said his goal was to discourage cheerleaders, pardon me, who were using social media to disparage and seek the ouster of other cheerleaders who had Dr. posted Pepper. a video I know who had post, sorry, posted a video of one girl in black face using racially inappropriate language. The unnamed cheerleader didn't like it, asked if she should talk to a lawyer about having a board member come and address her cheerleaders. And so I ask you, case or no case, can a cheerleader stop a board member from coming near the group of cheerleaders to discuss a delicate use of social media. I ask you, Denise Dirks, welcome back, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So, obviously, a cheerleader can get a restraining order to keep someone away from herself. But based on what? Well, based on harassment I mean, or he breach came of and peace talked or... to them about racial blackface and not trying to exclude people who did something stupid on social media. How would that present a danger to a person's safety or well-being? That's my. I, that's why I picked up this case. It just struck me as very interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know enough about what you mean by the blackface on the social media. Girls put something on social media in blackface. Other girls tried to. Oh, the cheerleaders did. Right, and and the other cheerleaders were kind of circling in on them and trying to get them to quit and trying to do all this other stuff because of this choice that they made about blackface. Uh, but who's, how does Terry Slater fit in? He's a school board member coming in to talk to the cheerleaders and said, let's not do this. Yeah. Oh, let's not infight. Right. Oh, okay. Let's, let's, and then let's so the cheerleader, that, the, one of the cheerleaders is trying to keep him from going around the other cheerleaders. Correct. 
uh, other cheerleaders or herself? Well, by the whole group of cheerleaders. Group, it's right. a quit trying to force out people who don't need to be forced out. They did a dumb thing where they've already paid a penalty for it. You don't need to try to force them out. So I just sat down and chatted with them. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, even with those facts, I'm not seeing that you can get a civil harassment order. There's a difference between a domestic violence restraining order. You'd have to have some kind of relationship that's a, a partner type of relationship or roommate type of relationship or husband-wife. But if it's not, if it's unrelated, then it would be a civil harassment order, at least in California terms. And to get a civil harassment order, you have to have three or more pretty serious events to get that. And you could get a workplace harassment order, I suppose. That may be what she was trying to do, but it doesn't make sense to me. I have to say, I have to say no case. Okay. What say you, Mr. Penny? Uh, I'm going to say... <laughs> I was that boring? No. I, just I mean, was the, case, the case itself... Well, it's, old, it's early. <laughs> the case itself may be boring, and I apologize no, for I that. No, I think it's pretty just, good, yeah. by the way. And I know where Bullard's is, by the way, yeah. uh, that area. Yeah. Um, but but the the interesting thing to me is that uh, I care only about one thing, and that is beating Denise and catching more, more points. <laughs> so I'm going to say it is a case. And the question is, you know, I, I don't even know if it's a temporary restraining order. A lot of times a temporary restraining order can be uh, for a very – it has a lower threshold to get a temporary restraining order before the actually the court hears a restraining order. And actually, this is more in Todd's genre than mine and also Denise's. But I say it's a case, and she wins just because it's so off the wall. All right. Mr. Kunin, what say you in this matter? Um, I remember being in court several times where I'd say objection, and the court would say uh, sustain but on different grounds. <laughs> and that's kind of what I'm doing here. I, I agree with Fred, but uh, I agree with Fred for a different reason. Okay. And we're coming up on our break. So tell us the reason. It was not a temporary restraining order, but they did seek an injunction because the board member is the board member of a school, so he's a government agency, and having him come in and tell people not to talk infringes on her First Amendment freedom of speech, and so she sought a judicial injunction to keep him from infringing on her rights. Case, she wins. There you well, go. We'll be right. back Very after this. Cool. Yeah, yeah, nice. Good. Good. I love when you guys come up with your rationale. It's interesting to see your brains work. We'll be back with more. The answer to case and no case, and of course, more Radio Law Talk right after this. Don't go away. Ninety-three-seven DJB plays the best music like this. Since 1960, Iceberg Drive-In has been a family favorite for not only our famous thick shakes with unlimited delicious flavor combinations, but also our hand-breaded onion rings, delicious fries, and signature fry sauce. The Iceberg Shake Shop is perfect for high-traffic locations such as busy strip malls, recreational amusement centers, or near theaters. We are seeking qualified franchisees in the western United States. You'll have access to not only the popular Iceberg Drive-In name, but also our procedures, buying power, and operations. Plus, receive support dedicated to your success. For more information, email franchise at icebergdrivein.com or visit our website at icebergdrivein.com not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law it's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern so go to prolawfirms.com they have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice such as family law estate planning personal injury bankruptcy and so forth when you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. 
ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y Lawyers.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Is this real life? You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. So we were talking about the exciting Boards, California case where a cheerleader was upset that one of the board members from the school board was talking to the cheerleaders. And we had three different opinions. Denise said no case. I said case, and she loses. No, and she wins because it's so off the wall. Todd said it's a case, but she loses. No wins. I, no she, wins, she wins, but for different, different reasons. reasons. Yes. Okay, go ahead, Cal. Well, it's fascinating to me how how the law kind of unfolds in front of us, and 
and we talk about you know items and determine whether they're a case or not. You know, uh, it's it's a fascinating thing, wouldn't you think? Well, I mean, there are people there. For example, right here in this esteemed panel, this very wise panel, who made an opinion as to whether this was a case. And so I'm going to ask you, Denise Dirks. It, did you say this was a case or no case? I said it was no case. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Denise. Those of you who say it is a case, that would be Fred and Todd. Excellent. Congratulations to you. Now, if I may, this really is interesting to me, as I mentioned when we did it. A court administrator ordered the girl to pay Mr. Slatik's legal costs, $1,000 toward his legal costs, and $285.68, those were the court cost add-ons. However, Sladek sought $10,000 for his legal bills. You see, the cheerleader just, he said that the, her attorney represented her pro bono, said she just wants to get back to her normal high school life. The Superior Court Commissioner said, you know, it's not really much of a case. I, I can see why you'd ask. You cited proper legal precedent, but you're not going to get that. So the cheerleader lost. lost. lost so we get right. one point then, Todd. And one yep. point each. What's interesting about this that there was a, the gentleman, Mr. Slatik, said, you know, this lawsuit was filed in an attempt to dethrone me from the school board. It was done by political figures. No, not in our and I said, society. That could never happen in our world. Oh, my so, gosh. So the way I have this, I have Mr. Penny yes. with one point on this. I have Mr. Cunin with one point on this. And I have the lovely Ms. Dirks. With no points hey, on this. Hey, we should be catching that, up. What? We should be catching up. You I guys got should have points. way passed me yeah, by now. Yeah, I had two points yeah, last your, week. Your two pastor points? will add those okay, up. Okay, we'll add those up. I get All right. I don't get All right. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is the first hour's case or no case. Next oh. hour, we're going to talk about a very delicate topic, slavery in the United States. That's our next hour's case wow. or no case. Case two. Nice. That sounds like me and my wife's situation. I'm the slave. So she tells me <laughs> what to do, and I just do what she says. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that what is that what you're talking I'm about not now? Even going there, uh, not really the same thing. Oh, that's no, not no, the same no, thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. But a good try. <laughs> well, that's what I call my kids when they were young. Go out and do this, man. I want to make sure you work here, work there. My dad, man, I worked really hard. My dad made me work like crazy. I, I don't know. <laughs> my my dad used to tell us. He used to say, if you do all this yard, if you do this work, I'll pay you 10 bucks, okay? And then we'd work all day, and then at 5, 6 o'clock, the sun's going down on a Saturday, he'd come out. He'd say, well, now you tell me, son. Do you think that was a $10 job? And you'd say, yes, Dad, about six hours ago. No, it was and, a $20 and, job. But, but he'd do that, and you'd start second-guessing because he, he would do it. There. Well, I see some leaves over there and here. Do, do you think that was a $10 job? And then you're like, uh, no, just give me five. Okay, I'll give you five. It's like, oh, good heavens. My dad is <laughs> manipulating you. My dad's haggling me. He's teaching you negotiations. <laughs> I'm seven. Because <laughs> remember, to a true negotiator, after the deal has been struck, that's yes. when the negotiations begin. Yes. Oh, that was great, Todd. That was a good anecdotal, uh, worthless thing. <laughs> so was my work, apparently. Yeah. So we've been talking the whole time about Harvey Weinstein, or Weinstein, however you want to say it. His criminal trial is going on. We have followed it through to the detail, I think, in, in fair, fairly deep detail. Absolutely. Um, and, I, and what's interesting now is the jury's out deliberating. It's been a week, and well, actually less week because they started on Tuesday because of the holiday. Uh, President's Day was on Monday, and they're still not back. Now, as Todd said, Denise, you were going, I know you were listening, but as Todd said, 
that's generally a positive thing for the defense. Yes. Because if they're going to convict him right away, boom, it's in and out. Okay, good. Yes. Uh, 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 done. But there are a lot of things going on. Now, the first thing that's interesting, and maybe uh, we can both, both you can comment on it. Um, I'm leaning a little bit toward Todd because it's a criminal case, but Denise, you know this too from family law. The defense rolls in and brings a motion to to have a juror recused. And this is a, um, a an individual woman who they claim has read a book about child abuse. And therefore, they do a motion before the court to excuse her. Now, remember, when there's juries, usually there's 12. And this is a 12-jury panel, from what I recall. They always have a couple alternates. So believe it or not, people don't, some don't realize, the alternates sit there through the whole trial, but they don't get to decide. They don't go in the jury room. They sit out and play tiddlywinks the whole time. Sometimes they even let you go home. Just say, stay on call. Stay on call. We'll call you if we need you. Key, after the evidence portion is over, you can go home. They can go home while the jury is deliberating. Right. Obviously, they can't go home during the trial. They got to hear the evidence, right? So, Denise and Todd, is this normal to have them at the end um, bring this motion? Uh, now, maybe I don't know if they found out this later that she had read that. Maybe, maybe she's sitting in the jury uh, box while the case is going on, reading the book and Which is it up. not uh, not during during the trial, but when you're sitting and waiting and they're doing right. law and motion stuff and without outside of the presence of the jury, I would say. Uh, Probably at least most of the jurors are reading something or right. doing something else. And this was a uh, wasn't she an author or something? She yeah, she, she was trying to author. Yeah, she was like an author and she was doing research for a book she was going to write. Right. And I personally don't see the connection between a child abuse and then this type of a trial. Right. I I think that's way off. If she'd been reading one of those smutty romance novels, now then she should have. Maybe gotten... the prosecution should have kicked her <laughs> off. Not all romance novels are. Smutty. I'm sorry, I was just doing a disclaimer for you. He's, he's reading one right now. That's true. I should have said, you know, the women's, um, I don't know what they call them, but the ones that are geared toward women. I don't know. I don't know how many romance novels are geared towards men. I think the vast majority <laughs> of them are geared the other way. Really? Oh, God. Uh, uh, really uh, although there are probably a lot of people that, that wish the men would read them so they could get some ideas. But um, <laughs> so. Well, I saw the picture, so I figured. Well, yeah. I looked at the picture. I said, I don't look like that, so I might as well not read it. Is it a pop-up book? I don't know. <laughs> not, not technically a novel, Fred. Yeah, but they it. do not. I do not look like the guy on the cover. Yes. And, and you know, we're Fabio. different than cats, Todd. I, I have no idea. You know, you can't just like you know scratch us under the chin and. <laughs> Let's keep going about the so, so anyway, welcome back, Denise. So nice to have you here. Um, Look, the the question that I have is how this came to the defense's uh, knowledge, how they found out about this, because if they came back on Monday, there's a couple ways this could happen. One, if you have the resources that I would imagine Weinstein has, you can figure this out. But we'll be back. Thank you. We'll be right back. Hold on. And then, of course, the machine fails, so forgive me. Station, stand by. You'll hit your brake at your normal time while I reboot something here. This is insane, but it is our life. Welcome to Radio Law Talk, live radio at its finest, or shall we say live radio. Stick around right here. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk 
is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free... If you pay my fee, I'll take your cake. Radio Law Talk. Now, back to the show. We're talking about Weinstein and the issue that the judge uh, was uh, – a, a motion was brought before the judge to release a juror for reading a book about child abuse. And, Todd, you were commenting on that issue. Sure. There's a couple of ways this can arise. One is if another juror sees something happening and they alert the judge, send a note to the judge, look, I think this person is doing this and it's not appropriate – I doubt that happened in this case because the motion came from the defense. If it was from the judge, the judge would have said, hey, we have this issue. Let's go ahead and talk about it. So this this comes from the defense. And look, when somebody's got the resources like Harvey Weinstein has, it is not unreasonable to think that he has more than a few people sitting in various places in the courthouse at various places to see how the jury acts when they're on breaks. Because remember, the jury's not supposed – they can talk to other jurors. They just can't talk about the case. They can't formulate. They can't talk about facts. They can't talk with significant others. And if anybody sees that happening on the part of the jury outside the courtroom on a break or anything, and this isn't a sequestered jury, so they're able to walk around the court. Well, if anybody sees it happening, they let the one party or the other know, and they raise that issue with the judge. And I guess that's how this – came up. You know what I also noted, Denise? I noted that uh, I said, is this a little play? Again, we're speculating here. It's all speculation. I'm trying to think of the psyche of the attorneys. Is this a little psychological little nudge to one of the jurors that is maybe trying to say you may be biased and that it might cause that juror to be a little bit step back and go, "I, I better make sure I'm not shown as being biased and might lean their way a little bit on purpose? I I mean, or it could make the juror mad that, hey, you're trying to kick me off. I'm going to you know, hammer your guy. I, I don't so, know. So let's talk about if it had been granted, if this request had been granted and that um, juror was removed, what would happen then? Well, it depends on the jurisdiction. So in some jurisdictions, let's say you have a trial, you got 12 jurors there, and they have three alternate jurors, okay? In some jurisdictions, they number the jurors, one, two, and three. So you know... 
as the defense and the prosecution who the next juror is that's going to take the place. In other jurisdictions, they don't do that. They say, okay, we have three alternate jurors, and if we lose one, then we'll draw a name of those three to see who goes up next. That way, everybody pays attention. Juror, the third alternate doesn't has to doesn't get to sit there and say, ah, well, you know, the likelihood they're ever going to get to me is remote because I'm number three, so I'm not even going to pay attention. Everybody has to pay attention. The other thing that it helps with is if, if that is the way they do it, the we'll just draw a name, is one of the reasons that defense may challenge this juror is if during jury selection they decided that one of the jurors that's an alternate is somebody that they really wished was on the panel because they liked their responses. And so if they, if they were able to allege something that got rid of a juror on the case, then if they knew that other juror was juror number one, then they could go in and take their spot, right? Right. Well, you can't really do that if it's drawing the names out of the hat. I don't know how New York is doing it. I have done trials in jurisdictions uh, where I've practiced where it's been both ways. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just up to the judge. So that could be, um, but that's how it works. They have the alternate come in and sit there and listen to the evidence. Now, if the case has already gone to the jury and a juror has to be removed and, a, and the alternate has to come in, then the jury has to start, start from scratch from yes. in their deliberations because you got somebody new coming in that just, you know, they can't come in and say, by the way, we've already found guilty on one and two, so just go ahead and vote with us. We're on three right now. No, no, you got to start all over again. And and that can cause a delay. Hey, just so you know, I'm live on my, in, my Instagram. <laughs> and, and a person said about us, you guys sound like you're all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> well... I'm drinking decaf coffee that, 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 myself. I, I, don't, I don't drink Mountain Dew, but I it's do happen me. to know somebody else is there. It's uh. me. Let's talk about what happened after they brought that motion before the court. The next thing that happens is the judge instructs the jury about what they can and can't do called jury instructions. So if that's the case, then we know the challenge came before the case was presented to that's the jury. That's exactly so right. They, so they weren't deliberating at that time. So what they're doing now is the judge is telling them if you think, and there's a lot of things. There's so many jury instructions. We have no time to go over the, all the jury instructions. But there's a couple of things that are important. And one thing that I've used before in a jury instruction or that, I, or that you mentioned, what you want to do is mention to the jury is, don't put your common sense hat on the hat rack as you walk in. What you want to do is you want to use your common sense. And the judge kind of turns to him and says, you know, use your common sense. You know, don't put your common sense hat on the, on the rack, as I would say. And so that's the first thing he tells him. He also says, which is very important, make sure that you, uh, when you are deciding it, you decide the case yourself. And when you decide the case yourself, uh, do not surrender an honest view of the evidence simply because you want the trial to end or you've been outvoted. And that is so true. One of the best examples of that, and I love this movie. You ever seen the movie 12 Angry Men? Yes. With uh, Ford, was it Henry Ford was the, and in the premise of the movie is he's in a criminal trial, picks up in jury, in jury deliberations, and when it starts out, it's 12 to, or it's 11 to 1 to convict. And he is the only one saying, hey, we got to look at the evidence. And 
each person that wants to convict starts talking about why they voted the way that they did, and it comes out that they just want to go home. They didn't like the ethnicity of the defendant because everyone knows what they're like. And it was a really good movie that talks about, that demonstrates the kind of bias that can enter the jury room, and and, and how you don't want to just go with the flow. And I'm not going to tell you how the movie ends, but it it was very instructive to see. I remember seeing it as a kid and seeing it again when I was in law school. But that stuff happens. And so they need to be instructed about that. What are some other things, Denise, that the, that the judge talked about? about well, he uh, talked about the burden of proof. So he talked about the fact that the prosecution bears the burden of proof and that they have to make sure that they find their decision beyond a reasonable doubt if they're going to convict. And then he talked about what the defense has to do. Uh, the defense has to... Um, uh, if if the if the prosecution satisfies the burden of proof, then the defense has to put forth a valid defense, and the jury has to weigh both sides of this. Um, if they find that the prosecution did not meet their burden of proof, then they don't have to move on to finding if there is a defense or not. So th- I know this is all exciting to you. P- people are probably bored stiff. So let's get through this as quick as we can because we get to the exciting part of what's happening and what the jury's going to ask. The judge, but go ahead. But uh, one of our listeners just let me know it was Henry Fonda. Fonda, thank who you. Was in, not I Ford. Was, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. thought so, but I didn't so want to say that. The inventor of the automobile. Yes. Is you know the, what? There I was one he, other uh, thing. He was very talented. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was one other thing that the judge said that for me made things all come to clarity. He basically said that you have to first discuss or go and look at the predatory sexual assault because you can't find him. Uh, Weinstein guilty of predatory sexual assault and criminal sexual assault because the predatory sexual assault contains a lesser offense of criminal sexual assault. So we know that the first thing the jury is going to look at is the evidence related to the predatory sexual assault. Is that right? That, that's true. I'm sure there are a lot of people that read articles on this and, and, and thought, well, how can the judge tell them that they can't also find him guilty of sexual assault uh, if they find him guilty of predatory sexual assault? Didn't he do both? And in the law, we have what's called a lesser included offense. A great example is murder. If somebody is on trial for murder and you can't prove that they actually did it, but they're, but the, on the same facts, you can find that they're guilty of attempted murder. Well, attempted murder is a lesser included of murder. You wouldn't find somebody guilty of murder and attempted murder for the same act. You'd just find them guilty of murder. And in this case here, as you had said, um, sexual assault is a subset. It's a lesser included offense of predatory sexual assault. Um, and so if they find him guilty of the first one, that charge necessarily encompasses that act. So he will have been found liable for that other act. It's right. All one so charge. When I first heard that they were asking questions uh, that w- of the testimony related to the um, the, w- the other women that um, the prior acts, the prior wit- acts yes. witnesses, I, I did. I made the assumption that, that, oh, my gosh, that means they've already found him guilty of the other three counts. And they're moving to that one. And then... When I when I found out what the judge had actually said in the instructions, then it made more sense to me. Um, to me, it explained it because I was oh. part of the person that was going to be looking at this the wrong way. I'm not bored of you, my dear, but I'm just telling you I'm bored of this Weinstein uh, stuff. It has oh. been a slog, hasn't it? 
Denise, you've been here. You've just been, it's exciting for you. We've yes. been slogging through this for three weekends. <laughs> and all we do is talk about Weinstein and the rape allegations. I mean, it's like, what else do we do in life but talk about that? What a boring life. Well, hey, we've got 30 seconds to go, Cal. What do you think? I would say be thankful you're not a juror. You'll think you're tired of talking oh about goodness. it. Imagine, imagine I think I'd be reading a jur- uh, some sort of book. I don't know what it'd be about. Probably Penner and Boys, the one I wrote. Hey, we'll be back uh, right after these messages. Thanks, Cal, for taking us out. That was a nice plug you got in there. Yeah, for I did. By for Fred Penny. Look for it on Amazon.com. Yeah. And we'll be right back uh-huh. right here on Radio Law Talk. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. If you're trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? 
I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108, If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. Well, well, Todd, we're back, and Todd wants to say something, but I want to tell you what I like to do. My favorite thing to do, just so you know, during the break, is I like to get Cal nervous. <laughs> and it I works. never, like 30 <laughs> seconds ago, I'm in there in the, in the booth with him chit-chatting and doing a live uh, feed on my uh, Instagram. And he's just like, Fred, we've got 30 seconds to go. And I walk here intentionally, my headset's sitting down, and then I wait till just last second, and I just, well, boom. Todd's the best at it because he runs for the bathroom when there's 15 seconds left. Be yeah. right back. Yeah, that's <laughs> quick. That's true. He does I, look, run I, the I grew up in a family of seven kids. You learn to be quick with that stuff, okay? Yeah. Todd does this like 30 seconds ago. Oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom really quick. Yeah, runs yeah. down the hall. I mean, if you're not back, Dad's like, all right, we're out of here. We'll pick you up on the rest stop on the way back from Disneyland. Well, oh, Dad, good. come on. It was only 10 bucks. I meant to rake the yard. He's t- yeah, he's, Todd's, Todd's zipping up Todd his has some daddy issues into... today. Wouldn't you say that? I, 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 what do you want to say, Todd, well, about Weinstein? I, I found it It's interesting to hear Denise's comment as we were going into the break about her perception of the prior act's evidence and how that is to be used by the jury. Because if you remember before this case, the prosecution wanted to bring it in. We're not trying to have the jury convict him of those, and we're confident that the jury won't listen to that evidence and want to convict him of that stuff. We're only using it to show a pattern. We're only using it to show a pattern that he engaged in. And the defense was saying, no, 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 no. You bring all that stuff in, and it's going to confuse the jury, and they're going to think they got to find him guilty of that, or he has been found guilty of that, just like you had said. And that's the balancing act that the judge had to do in deciding whether or not to let that stuff in. And I just think it's interesting that you, know, you had mentioned that, well, I would have assumed that he was guilty of that. And now they're moving on to the next phase when they right. just. And that is exactly why there's concern about letting that kind of evidence in. Because right. I mean, you're a lawyer and you did this. Right. What did lay people do, right? Exactly. And, and the other thing about it is that the um, that's all that extra witness testimony goes to is the sexual predator assault. That's right. Or not predator, the predatory sexual assault. Uh, it doesn't really go to any of the other counts. So just the first two counts, that's where they would consider that testimony. How he acted as a predator. What right. was his modus operandi? That's what it went to. But you see how easy it is for somebody to hear it and then use it for some other purpose? Yes, and I do. And... <laughs> Here's the, okay, let's jump to the interesting thing. Now, while they're deliberating, what happens is the following. 
is, is jurors are allowed to ask questions. And what's happening here is a jurors send notes in, and actually they ring a bell, just so you know. A bell, they press the button, they ring the bell, and after the bell's rung, they go out, and they, they, uh, uh, someone will come in, they'll give them a note, because their jury deliberates in a, in a separate room. By the way, they usually have food and snacks there, uh, something for them to drink, uh, maybe a little bit of wine. No, they maybe they don't have that. Maybe not but, that. Not but, that. Uh, but anyway, they have all kinds of, of interesting stuff. So here's the key. Five questions come before the judge in one day that come out from the jury in these little notes, and here's the questions. You want me to read the five questions? Yes. yes. I, Here I, they are. I, yeah. These questions from the jury always amaze me. Watch. Yes. Watch. Here's the question. Judge, may I go to the bathroom? That's the first question <laughs> I saw. The second question is, no. Your Honor, juror number three keeps touching me with their feet under the table. Will you stop them? That's the second question. <laughs> the third question is, Your Honor, do I have to eat the jury food I'd like Taco Bell, please. Yeah. Yeah, right. The fourth one is, can we get some more board games in the jury room? That's the fourth thing they asked. And the final thing that they asked was, um, let's see, let's see, I've got to read this. Oh, which coin should we use, the quarter or the nickel? <laughs> yes, by the way, uh, we forgot to mention that the jury pool was comprised of fifth and sixth grade students from the local <laughs> elementary school. Uh, you, you look... It's always amazes which me. Which coin do we flip? I, I, I know, know, I know. It always amazes me which that some of the questions that you get from a jury. I, I can recall doing a trial one time where the court, and this is this happens in every case, the court says, do not consider punishment or the effect that a guilty verdict will have on the defendant. That's not your call. Don't consider that. Just consider the facts. I did trial one time. First question from the jury an hour in. The judge gets it and just kind of shakes his head. Question. If we find the defendant guilty, will he go to prison or be on probation? <laughs> and it's like, he just said, don't consider that. Yeah, and, and, the and, first the question. and in the Weinstein case, if they find him guilty of the predatory sexual assault, it's a life term. Yes. It's a, yeah. a life term. So I could see that being something that the jury would be concerned about. Denise does family law. Todd's a former prosecutor of the district attorney's office in California and in Tennessee and is now has his own criminal practice. I'm a personal injury lawyer, and Cal thinks he's a lawyer. No, I, I have a question, though. How difficult is it for readbacks when they say we'd like to read back the testimony, right? They said mm -hmm. we want to hear the testimony that mm -hmm. so-and-so gave. Doesn't that take it out of context because you don't see the testimony person's face, you don't hear their voice, you don't really hear the context in which the question was answered? Well, it seems unfair they had, to me. They actually had, in, in this case, when they were reading back some things, they had people that were reading the, the um, what is it called, the report, not... The transcript. The, the transcript, thank yes. you. They actually had people reading the transcript. They had a man reading for the female witness, and then they had a female reading for the defense attorneys questioning hmm. the way that works is the jury will come in and obviously they don't know exactly where in the transcript something is so the, usually the question is we would like to hear so-and-so's testimony about this 
something. And then the judge will call the attorneys in. They'll get the transcript and say, okay, they want to have this, so let's agree which part of the transcripts can can be read to the jury about this fact that they have asked about. So the defense and the prosecution have an opportunity to make sure that language is included that gives the appropriate context for what was read. And then in this case, Sure, they might have different genders reading uh, things back to the jury. Every case that I have done, the court reporter, once we've identified the section, goes in by themselves. And the attorneys are not there. They go in by themselves, and they read it back to the jury. You just really got to hope you have a court reporter that's pretty darn accurate, you know? Yeah, that, and also... I think that it could be prejudicial depending on who you're having read the part of the testimony. I, I think that's dangerous for a judge to allow that. I think it's much safer for it to be read back by the court reporter rather than to have two different people reading back parts of the transcript because who knows there could be different intonations when they that, read it back that, that could be so thank many, you that's exactly yeah. what i'm saying how many different ways are there to mm-hmm. say no i mean right well yes. well i i would say this that if they're going to have different genders read stuff back it's not like they go out and hire actors to come in and do that they probably have the court reporter, let's say it was a male court reporter working, and I've had both, a male and female court reporters. They'll have a male court reporter go in and read the mail, and they'll have a female court reporter who is trained in jury readback to go and read the part of the other so that so that they read back the way a court reporter is trained to read to the court without throwing in inflections and just going ahead and reading the words. Is that a certification? Well, it's court reporters have to go to court reporter school, and one of the things they cover is not just the shorthand, how to work the machines and everything, but how do you handle readbacks? What do you do? And, wow. yeah, this is how you do it. So. Right. You know, the judge has so much control over everything in the courtroom. Um, in this particular case, too, there was um, interviews happening outside of the court from the defense team, and the judge warned the defense well, first of all, the prosecution asked to have Weinstein remanded into custody because of these interviews that were going on, and the judge denied that. Are you like media interviews talking about? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, but, so and, he's not in jail. He went back home. Correct. He had gone back home, and he was not. And so the prosecution said, let's put him into custody because he's going out and giving interviews during the middle of this trial. And the judge denied that, but he did order that the f- complete defense team, including the defendant, had to stop giving interviews while the trial was in session you know we like to do, to finish things up all the time the first this is our first hour is then we're a three-hour show and and look if you're just one hour on the radio station you're hearing at one hour go to www.radiolawtalk.com and join us live to hear the rest about this we've got to talk for almost two hours about Weinstein, about what's going on. I know it's getting maybe a touch boring. We're going to go into, though, the exciting part, the five real questions. I was just teasing the questions they asked. The five questions are going to be asked by the of the judge, how they apply and what they're thinking. we got 15 seconds left. We'll see you next hour. My name is Fred Penny, the host of Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned. More Radio Law Talk coming up either online or on your favorite radio station. Wherever it is, just make sure you listen. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
I'm Wayne Allen Root. I want all of you to get real. Get real. Get real water, that is. I live and die with my real water. It's the only stable negative ion alkaline water in America. I drink it everywhere I go, and it tastes great, too. Real water has upped their game again. Now with the real water concentrate, you can get real water anytime, anywhere on the go. Just a few squirts of the real water concentrate, and you can transform any good purified water into real water. Basically, the concentrate adds trillions of extra electrons, turning your water into an alkaline, electron-abundant powerhouse. And here's an additional benefit. You could put real water concentrate in your coffee, tea, or juice. Heck, it even improves cheap wine. I challenge you to give it the taste test. You'll be amazed. Here's the deal. Since you're one of my listeners, you get a free bottle of the real water concentrate. Free. 100% free. All you have to do is pay the small shipping and handling fee. Call 702-381-1217. Tell them more sent you and get your free bottle. 702-381-1217. Go to teamgetreal.com. 